TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys in a Mic Show. Thanks for joining us here on thetalkzone.com, your 24-7 internet website, the place to be for all of your subject topics from business to sports to politics and uh, just about everything else in between. Talkzone.com, 24-7. It is the coach and the big dog, sports talk and more. That's what we do on our little uh, gentrified 10 to 11 o'clock show each and every day. Our producer today, each and every day also, is David Olson on the other side of the glass, we got the big dog checking in via his telecommunicative phone lines. Out in, well, you never quite know where the big dog might be, but let's welcome him in. Joel, how are you, my friend? Coach, I'm out of the bitter cold, luckily. You are out in the bitter cold. Why out do you say luckily? Out of the bitter cold. Huh? Out of the bitter cold. Oh, out of. Why were you out in the bitter cold in the first place? Well, I, I was walking to go to this temp job. I got there, waited for four hours, and finally they were like, "Hey, can you come back at two o'clock?" And I was uh, like, oh, "Can I work then?" They're like, "Yeah, when you get here at two, you'll leave at five. So wow. I got here at three thirty this morning. Wow. Never mind. I'm not. I'm not and, complaining. Other people, you know, they, they don't. They don't get to eat. So just mm-hmm. I throw it out there. Mm. But walking there was a lot of fun. Uh, well, yeah, like a half an hour walk in the freeze. Three thirty in the morning. Yeah, can you believe that? That is that is dedication to trying to find money for Christmas presents. Wow, that's unbelievable. So Three th- I what? got there. I got there, and there was about two hundred people in this place because you know mm-hmm. America is unemployed right now, as as everybody knows. And uh, there's about two hundred people waiting. Uh, all of them were Mexican, and when I got there, I was the only white guy there. Mm-hmm. They thought it was either federalist, like uh, management undercover, or an abject <laughs> failure. You were the only white guy there, huh? Yes. And, and largely, uh, largely what? Hispanic population? The temporary service agency, by the way, is a, I have I have a buddy who is actually in the business and it's, uh, it, it's, it's not exactly clean. There's something dirty about it. Oh, it's cutthroat, coach. Yeah. It is cutthroat. So. But I you know what? The, the sad part is the, the guys sitting in the desk in administration, they make a ton of money on it. And there is something inherently wrong about it from a humanistic standpoint to see the administrators of this company making a lot of money. I mean, this guy I know, Big Dog, whose name will remain uh, anonymous, I'm not even going to mention the company, but makes a lot of money. And the people that are working for him, the many, many that are working for him, don't make much. I mean, they wait in line like you're talking about, wait in line for two hours in a caged-in fence area. It's almost unhumanistic, very, very... Disruptive, very uh, I'm trying to, uh, uneasy. You get an uneasy feel for it when you see it. It's just not not well, not the way to treat human being. And then I don't, you know, I don't mind the cage, but the cattle prod sucks. <laughs> well, some people say that's the reason they show up. Well, I guarantee the the gimp, the guy in the all leather suit, was he kept on getting out of line for some reason. Oh goodness! So so the agency you showed up also there was like a caged in area. 
Oh yeah, coach. Yeah, see that's the, that's just not right. And then you know, if you're lucky enough to get the job, they they put you in the bus, they ship you out to a factory or wherever. You make your, you know, they pay you bare bones because they know the demand is there. Six, seven bucks an hour. They're getting paid twelve bucks an hour. So on every worker, they're making four or five bucks an hour. It's not something not clean about the business, big deal. Well, I mean, if you can get people work. I mean, what the heck? People are paying for it, and people are willing to work, so I'm not going to complain. So. Well, I am. I, I'll do the complaining for you. Might be too cold to complain. Did you jump into a nice uh, hotty toddy shower, possibly uh, an elongated bath? No, I, I went to bed because uh, I, I really need to get this proposal that I'm working on Diageo done, so I don't mm-hmm. have to do stuff like get in line for temp work. Mm-hmm. But oh my goodness, coach, it's it's not fun. And every time I'm there, I, you know, I have people asking me, you know, DNA uh, took a baby. Yeah, it's you, baby. You know what I mean? They want to know if I have a girlfriend because they want to marry off their daughter. You know, when they figure out I'm not federalist, immigration, uh-huh. or uh, like undercover uh, <laughs> management for the people. Uh-huh. So. But eventually, uh, I'm going to find myself a nice little chicka baby. Uh, big dog met a guy there, David, who was half Hispanic and half Jewish, a unique combination. He asked uh, what, what his father does for work, and the guy said he's a migrant stockbroker. Thank you very much. That pays well, Coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially on the day to crash. If you can get out, nice. Oh, goodness. You ever heard of the gang fight they had between the uh, Hispanic gang and the Jewish gang? No, I didn't hear the, about that. The one, Hispanic coach. gang was known as the Warlords. The Jewish gang came out. Their jackets said Landlords. The Hispanic gang came out with knives, and the, uh, the Jewish gang came out with their lawyers. Guess who won, by the way? Guess who won? Uh, the Spanish gang. No. No. Actions speak louder than weapons, my friend. You guessed wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. 888-463-6748. If you work for a temp agency out there, you got some work for the big dog. He is willing to work for uh, for milk money, for food money, or actually, well, more that. specifically, for holiday gift money. Say, uh, that, that's nice because you want to buy some gifts for the family. That's very uh, – you're showing your softer feminine side, big well, dog. I like I'm that. trying to get other work in the meantime, but yes. whatever. I didn't want to get into my work situation. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, I know one thing that, uh, you know, it's one of the great things sports does, truly, is it is a, a great outlet for many in our society when you're, you know, things in your regular life aren't so good. you got problems here. you got problems there. Sports has always been a positive outlet, something fun. I think it's less so now. Big, I don't want to get too philosophical here, but – do you think of today's day and age with all the financial talk and the contracts and the bad attitudes, it gets in the way a little bit. Back when we were young, it was a little pure, was it not? Yeah, definitely a little pure because even uh, somebody who was poor could at least go to a bleacher seat. Mm-hmm. You know, and nowadays it's only the haves that could really care less about the game that are actually inside the game. So yeah. it's a little different. Yeah, you know, even beyond going to the game, just following sports, you read about the players and the games. And the scores and the performances, now you read about some of that, but also about suspensions, contracts, broken marriages, bad attitudes, arrests, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I mean, some of that stuff I can care less about, Coach. Yeah. Like I, some of the stuff they, they focus on in sports, I mean, just give me the meat and potatoes. I don't need all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you're a sports purist, but but hopefully that is one of the outlets. And I know in your life, Big Dog Sports has been that for you, a great release and a way of subjugating. I think that's the word of uh, subjugating some of your, um, you know, other things in life that might not currently be as desirable. So let's talk some sports. We'll see if we can pep you up in some of our bass listening audience. Don't forget, dog, your voice. 
being heard today on the two guys in a mic show in seven different continents via the internet and parts of Africa as well. Oh, that's excellent. Yes. Even the dark continent. Yes, actually. There may be people planning, uh, you know, to go on a safari later in the day that are listening to the talk show. What would you, any advice for, I don't know if you've been a safari guy, but those are listeners out in the African area, maybe visitors from the United States, uh, on a little tour, any advice for the folks possibly going to see the the uh, jungle that had a live safari? Well, trust me, if you're if you're riding the elephant, make sure the elephant didn't eat Mexican yesterday. <laughs> uh, it's good advice, big dog. That's it. Yeah, that that's about it. <laughs> really, beyond that, everything else falls in place, huh? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> oh, once again, America's number one breakfast show. As long as you're not eating in America eating breakfast. That's pretty much sums it up. 888-463-6748, the phone number doll. we got lots to talk about. Uh, the uh, Chicago Bears-Minnesota Viking game, by the way, scheduled for next Monday night. will be held at the University of Minnesota. So instead of playing indoors, the Bears will again be playing outdoor in the frigid temperatures. Your thought on your beloved Bear? Yeah, well, hopefully they get the snow out of there by the time uh, the game starts on uh, on on Monday night. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that it won't be cleared out. So high of 22. Our weather uh, expert, uh, weather guy Eugene, who we just hired by the way, he's our new weather guy. He's also our business guy and political guy. Eugene telling us a, a high of 22, a low of four. The wind is too hard to predict at this point. Yeah, I've seen zero with uh, eight minus 18 wind chill Woo! on Monday night. We'll wow. see. What are the odds Jay Cutler comes up with a hamstring pull sometime this week? Uh, about 82%. Solid. Solid. Could be K. Who's our backup quarterback these days? Todd, there hasn't been much publicity in the uh, backup quarterback derby. Caleb uh, Haney or Todd Collins? I, I, I'm going to have to hope it's Caleb Haney, Coach. Okay. Because at one point, Todd Collins won back the job. Oh really? Yes. Okay, it was one of those situations where they they realized that they lost a decent quarterback in Dan Lefevre, so they at least just want to have Todd Collins as a backup quarterback, just so that, just to say that's the reason why they lost him. Interesting. So, so you're saying it's for for cosmetic reasons only? So they can compound another mistake with another mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now Minnesota Vikings. Speaking of quarterback here, you know we don't want to spend too much time. This game is. Down the road a bit, but it is Monday Night Football. It involves our beloved Bear. Any Bears fans out there, you want to check in. Phone lines open, 888-463-6748. Minnesota starting, uh, not Brett Favre, I don't think. Not Tavares Jackson, but it will be young Joe Webb out of UAB. Ronnie Santo, if you could, tell the TalkZone.com fans a little bit about new Minnesota quarterback Joseph Webb. Uh, He he likes to throw off a (laughs) play-action coach. Uh, He likes to be able to step up in the pocket. Uh, he likes to have a quick release, and, and he doesn't like to get hit when he's throwing the ball. Coach. Very good. Does he like to complete uh, third down, uh, third and long percentage plays? Love, uh, yeah, he loves really? to keep uh, the third down situations yeah. in a manageable, manageable distance. <laughs> Does he like to get ahead of the hitters? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, Very he good. likes to get uh, keep protected. Yes. All right, and work quickly. Yeah, and now they're, they're saying that Brett Favre is most likely to start this game. Really? Yes. Because uh, Ray, the research guy, we rehired Ray, the research guy. By the way, he's back. Well, you weren't paying him. Well, I don't know if he, you know, I don't know if he quit. It was fired. Why I, you I hire me as the research guy, coach. What's that? Why don't Why doesn't Why don't I get hired as the research guy? Now you wouldn't want that job. 
You'd have, we'd have to spend too much so time with do, me. All I do all day is sit around and research football and baseball stuff all day long. That's basically what yeah, I do well, anyway. So I'll tell you what, if Ray the research guy quits yet again, the job is yours. But he isn't. Trust me, I, I, I have like a collection of figure skaters. Unbelievable. If any questions <laughs> on that comes up. <laughs> Ray the research guy telling us, that, in his opinion, Brett Favre will not be starting on Monday night. So you uh, you have heard your reports tell you otherwise. Les- Leslie Frazier says right now Brett Favre is the uh, most likely starter. Overrated, Leslie Frazier. Why are you going to listen to him? Yeah, well, that that is true. He's brought up the he's brought up the word God like seventeen times since he's been a coach of the of the Minnesota Vikings. The yeah. problem is he didn't bring up God after they lost twenty one to three to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Well, at least I like he's. Thank, I like to thank God for this beat down. It was the good Lord that allowed us to get our hats handed to us all day long. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank God for the fact that we couldn't run the ball, we couldn't tackle, and we looked like a, uh, absolutely a big pile of doo doo. Uh, if it wasn't for uh, Jesus, we wouldn't be able to do it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, we haven't heard one of those speeches. We probably should, though. Well done, my friend. Well done. Yeah, well done. Yeah. The only guy I've ever seen do it is uh, Carlos Zambrano, who after you know he gets you know gives after he gets done yelling at his teammates for uh, booting one ball and yelling at the umpire yeah. for missing and one call point, by points to the sky. He does right? point to the sky, yes. but he gets taken out after giving up eight runs. <laughs> other than that, I've never seen any other uh, player acknowledge yeah. God when they're getting their butts kicked. Well, how about the uh, wide receiver? I'm forgetting what team, what his name was, who tweeted afterwards. Steven Jackson. Steven yeah. Jackson. And he was firing on God. Like, how can you do this to me? You know, bleep, 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 bleep. After all the work I've put in, after all the, you know, moments I've spent with you, how could you do this to me? It'll be a moment I'll never forget. He was firing on God a little bit. Yeah, he, I guess he didn't realize that uh, uh, he gets paid league minimum, which is $25,000 uh, a game. Mm-hmm. And the average, the median income of a U.S. Uh, citizen right now is 28000 a year. So per game, he makes as much as people uh, make per year. So I, I guess he forgot that while he was tweeting God. <laughs> and if God was on his side, he wouldn't be playing in Buffalo anyway. Yeah, ain't that the truth, David? Okay, you should realize right then, right when you start playing for the yeah. Bills, you're going to lose, yeah. and you live in Buffalo. Having said that, I do want to throw some kudos out. The coaches' kudos, if you could. could be a regular segment here, but coaches' kudos to the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions. I think you're going to be with me, Big Dog, and I know Buffalo is not the number one spot to be playing NFL football right now, and I forget who the heck their coach is. I know it's Jimmy Schwartz in Detroit, but for the players and the it's coaching staffs of those Dan two— Daly. Thank you. Ken Gailey up in Buffalo. Thank you. Uh, for the coaching staffs and the players of those two teams through a lot of adversity this year, Big Dog, they have competed week in and week out. Both of them should have more victories, but both of them rarely have they laid an egg. Like, you know, the, the Bears have played worse games than those two teams despite the record. I think Buffalo and Detroit is a, a, a commendable performances this year, at least effort-wise. You know what is funny is if uh, the Detroit Lions have a really good up-front seven on defense, Led by Andomic and Sue, who just keeps beef slapping everybody he plays up against. And uh, the Buffalo Bills have the most underrated defensive lineman in all of the NFL, Kyle Williams. This guy is carrying their defense. Those two guys, defensive linemen, are carrying teams. I know these teams aren't winning, so people are like, well, they're not carrying them that far. But the rest of the teams aren't all that good. And if you want to know why, from last year to this year, the Bills and Lions are going from getting destroyed. The barely losing, it's because of Ndamukong Sue and Kyle Williams. Coach. Mm-hmm. Those two could quite possibly be the two best defensive tackles in all of football. 
and nobody knows about them because they're on teams that yep. keep on getting destroyed. Well, the well, Bears fans about Adamican too. So. The Bears fans do because we played both those teams. I, I don't know that it, you know that, that may be the number one reason, but there's been solid performances. And again, I don't want to build up teams that have won three or four games. I understand. I, I in pro football, it's all about winning, so I don't want to build them up too much, but they've competed, and both of them have underrated quarterbacks. Buffalo's Patrick Fitzryan, or Ryan Fitzpatrick, or whoever fits who. That guy's not yeah, bad. No, yeah, it's it, it Fitzpatrick Ryan, coach. Whatever. He's a good quarterback. You know, he's, a, he's not all pro, but he is a good, solid NFL quarterback, very underrated. So, you know, all the all the uh, criticism of the Buffalo Bills, we got to give them a little bit of kudos out there as well. Uh, I see Big Dog, did you see the college? I know you're a huge college football fan. Have you got any college football fans out there? Quick segment uh, on the bowl games and the All-American teams, but the uh, 888-463-6748, we'll throw the phone number out there. The first, second, and third team All-American teams have been announced, Big Dog. Have you perused it yet? Uh, I just heard. I haven't got a chance to get my eyeballs on it, so I only heard the that Mikel was sure. Wow. Always. Stud running back uh, made the team, and uh, and he deserves it, Coach. I don't think he deserved the first team because, you know, LaMichael James, there, there's there's some talented running backs out there, but definitely deserved to be considered one of the top four, which mm-hmm. being on the second team he is. Uh, you, you know what? You're right. He deserved it, but I'm surprised that he got it because he's not that big name, but he's a second team All-American. I was surprised, if not shocked, to see his name there. Not that he doesn't deserve it, just that he got that honor. I understand where you're coming from with that. And you know what? He really, he's the key to the offense, Coach, because uh, there was eight in the box all year long with Illinois, and mm-hmm. and they, they still were a pretty effective offense. And it's because they had that, that big horse, you know, chucking along all season. Auburn's Cam Newton, the obviously the quarterback. Let's test the, uh, the big dog's collegiate football knowledge. Which other Auburn player on the defensive side of the football? First team All-American. Oh, there is no doubt who that is, and that is Mr. Nick Fairley, their uh, two-technique tackle, who, by the way, right now, he's in your backfield, Coach. <laughs> I beg your pardon? It's not. Oh, that dude is a mean, mean, mean oh. man. Okay. So, by the way, uh, yeah, if he's around, you have to call him Mr. Yeah. Fairley. Yeah, believe me, I don't want Nick Fairley anywhere near my backfield, but he is a mean, mean man. <laughs> and, uh, is it Farley or Fairley? It's Fairley, Coach. Because Ray, the research guy, has told us that it's Farley. That's why he was fired yesterday, wasn't he? Again? Wow. Maybe that's why he's giving me incorrect information. Uh, Big Ten. The Big Ten gets a first-team All-American on the defensive side of the football. Two okay, of them. So it Two of them. I really, okay, definitely. Are they both defensive linemen, by the way? Um, one guy you're going to guess made second team. you got one defensive lineman, the other guy's made second team, and then one linebacker. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Greg Jones. Nicely done. With, is without a doubt. Mm. The folks, when you watch Michigan State, you know, I've, all year long, every time I watch Michigan State, I just tell everybody, well, watch, yep. watch the guy that, that plays the mic. Yep. Who, watch the guy over the center of the ball and watch him just run people down. He's, he's a top 15 pick in the NFL. You know what? Then, he's not real big. Is no, he... no, no, no. He's just a flash of yes. lightning coach and he tackles perfectly. Could he in the NFL, could he, uh, be a strong safety instead of a middle linebacker? No, he's going to be a weak side linebacker, okay. coach. And okay. and that's the playmaking linebacker. Because yes. that's the guy that doesn't get blocked. He's the guy that flies around mm-hmm. and put hits on your on your running backs from the blind side. Okay. And you're like, oh, that just he just forced a fumble. He's that guy, coach. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. He's going to be a great pro player. Big Legitimate dog is right on great. it. 
Talking first team, first team college football, all Americans here out of the Big Ten. One other player made first team. Okay, okay, defense. okay. And I knew it was defensive lineman. I'm going to go with J.J. Uh, Watt of uh, Wisconsin. There's two choices, really. It's J.J. Watt or and Cameron Hayward. No, no. Then, oh, I'm sorry, Chris Claiborne of Iowa. No, played for a bad team, but he was a great, almost won the uh, Tribune's Most Valuable Player Award, playing for one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. Somebody from Indiana? No, Purdue. Oh, oh, the defensive end yes. who led the who led the conference yeah. in sacks. I'll yeah. think of his name. Yeah, he's yeah. really, really good. Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, yeah. You know yeah, you're good. Yeah. You yeah. know you're good when you play for a very weak team. Purdue, sadly, was pretty weak this year, and you still make first team All American. Your guy, the big blonde crew cut guy, J.J. Watt, second team All American. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, that's. Yeah, they they're, they got that right, Coach. That's exactly right. I, I should have got Kerrigan. I told, I'm one of the people who forgot about Kerrigan because mm-hmm. his team had such a bad season. Yep. Very similar to Brandon Graham last year at Michigan. Yep. Won the Silver Football as the Big Ten MVP, and he was on a Michigan team that what was two and six in conference, mm-hmm. and was on a horrible defense. But obviously, look what happened when they took Brandon Graham off of that defense. Yep. Because Michigan was even worse defensively this year than they were last year. So yeah, that's. Uh, so, uh, uh, J.J. Watt, definitely well-deserving. And uh, to be honest with you, Coach, he should have been first team, and Kerrigan should have been second team. Tough to choose. Tough to choose. J.J. Watt, uh, definitely impact player for Wisconsin. And Chris Claiborne didn't make it from Iowa. Shockingly, Coach. You know, they he didn't have all the time uh, of the season, but it was one of those years where he was like double and triple teamed on every team. play. Third he team. Third team. Okay. They got him down as Adrian. Claiborne. Oh, that's, he's right. He's Adrian yeah. Claiborne. Chris yeah. Claiborne is somebody totally different. Right, yeah. Third team uh, from the University of Iowa. Third team yeah. All-American. Now, here's something interesting, too, talking about uh, the College Football Associated Press All-American team, which just came out yesterday. The University of Wisconsin, I can't remember. This has been a while. They have, of the five linemen, two, two guys, first team All-Americans. That's pretty impressive, Big Dog. Now, uh, that that is... That is not what do you call it a surprise whatsoever. Okay, that it but it is rare. Is, yeah, it is rare. That's like that'll happen at Oklahoma or Nebraska every once in a while. Miami's had that happen a few years where they've had two first team uh, offensive linemen. Just wondering, is Lance Kendrick their tight end? Did they take him number? I believe Lance Kendrick was second team. Just just to let everybody out there know, I don't care who they they yep. probably took some guy in the first team that. Is really a slot receiver, and he's got all these numbers. Michael Michael Agnew from Missouri was the first team All American tight end. That's exactly who that tight end is, coach. He, you know that. Uh, trust me, Lance Kendricks is. If you, that guy would start on the Chicago Bears, and the Bears have like seventy four tight ends on their roster right now. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> We do seem to be strong at the tight end category. By the way, has anybody seen? I don't know about strong. I would. I think that's a strength of the team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Desmond Clark, by the way, might as well be a missing person this year. He has been lost in the uh, Mike Martz offense. Speaking of the one of our favorite positions, the tight end position. He's only been on the active roster once all season, coach. So it's easy to get lost when you never play. Mm -hmm. And you know, and he was been a very. uh, I'm not gonna say. All pro, but a very productive player for the Chicago Bears over the years. But uh, no, very, think... very effective. Yeah. All right. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog. We're going to take a quick break. We have a lot of uh, tidbits to get to today. Some midweek musings, if you will, and 
I don't know if uh, you have been informed or not, but Times Man of the Year, Person of the Year, has been named, and we're going to give you some of the uh, other candidates as well, and we're going to have you pontificate on you think uh, good choice, bad choice, and some of the other would-be candidates as well. Well, yep. the, now, some of the previous Time Man of the Year has been people like Adolf Hitler, Coach. Uh, absolutely. It doesn't mean the greatest person. It means the person with the most impact, negative or positive. Ooh, was it Assange? We will we will throw out some candidates and we'll give you the winner when we come back. This is called a radio tease, Big Dog. It's a part of a, a rare professional moment that we do here on the TalkZone.com show. We'll take oh, a please. quick, quick break. Big Dog and a coach at your service. Back in a minute with Midweek Musings. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com welcome back talkzone.com two guys and a mic david olson our producer other sign of the glass big dog and a coach at your service up until 11 o'clock we're going to get to uh, Times People of the Year nomination and some of the other, uh, uh, not nomination, actually, the winner, and some of the other candidates. But real quick, some midweek musings before we forget Big Dog. Uh, doing a one-hour show, sometimes we don't get into all the news and notes. The titillating tidbits, if you will, throw a couple out at you. First of all, in college basketball yesterday, upsets. Upsets. Drexel knocks off Louisville. And how about Oakland? Oakland. Small Division One team, which takes on all the Giants. I think it's like their fifth Top 25 team they've already played this year. They finally pull out a victory yesterday. Who the heck did they defeat? They defeated number seven-ranked Tennessee. Tennessee. Pretty impressive for the kids from Oakland. Very, very impressive. Bruce Pearl was on the court as a sixth defender half of the game. Yeah, Greg Campy, <laughs> coach uh, at Oakland, phenomenal coach. Used to be a friend of the program. Yes. We've got to start getting him on more often. Uh, very, very cool to, to see him win. Think about this. Uh, Oakland had the lead against Illinois before they got blown out the door in the yep. second half. Oakland lost by one to Michigan State last week. They finally got the upset. You know, so like, uh, you know, Illinois and Michigan State looks kind of bad having trouble with Oakland. And all of a sudden, you look back and you're like, heck, at least they beat them. Who cares if they look bad? Oakland's got this kid, Benson, coach, unstoppable underneath. He's one of the uh, Oakland is going to win their conference, mm-hmm. and they're going to shock somebody in, in, the, in the tournament, yeah. Coach. I, I, it's hard to translate December play into March play, but if they got they got one of those big, you know, long-armed, athletic guys down low that rebounds and blocks shots, that really helps a lot 
when you're playing the big boys if you can match up size-wise. So uh, mm-hmm. expect Oakland to be a center so, fellow this this, so, uh, this March. Coast. So uh, not not some little cutesy-cutesy Cinderella story, but a team with, with real D1 talent. And yeah, and yeah. they've they've got some. They're well coached. We know Coach Greg Campy. That man yeah. will get it done. So he's the guy who wears the black turtleneck uh, with the sport coat, correct? Yeah, don't remind me, Coach. It's a good so, look. So I, I, don't, I don't like the look as much as I like the man. <laughs> I like the look a lot better than I like the man, quite frankly. So between the two of us, we either hate him or we like him a lot, <laughs> depending on your point of view. Quickly, uh, midweek musing, titillating tidbit, news and notes number two. Uh, stick to college basketball. Let's go to the female variety, the University of Connecticut. We've mentioned them a couple times. The streak continues, Big Dog. They're one away from UCLA's 88, but that one is a very, very good number five, number six ranked Ohio State team, national television against UConn this weekend. Do you think that game might break the record for women's ratings even more than their, uh, NCAA championship game, which are right in the middle of our very own March Madness? Yeah, I would have to say yes. You know, middle-of-the-week deal, nothing else going on. Uh, the fact that it's a record, uh, and it's a big game, a possible, like, tough game for these ladies. If uh, they have, You're more likely to break a mm-hmm. game when nothing else is going on than on the Sunday. Well, in the middle of uh, the men's tournament, Coach. I do got to correct you. The game is on Saturday, I believe. Well, I, I doubt it then. Yeah, I think it might. Depends on how much pub it gets. But but whether it breaks the record or not, that's going to be a great, great matchup because you know the Connecticut team will uh, they'll have a little swagger, but they can't help but feel a little bit of pressure. Do you think they'll – you think Johnny Wooden will be at the game, Big Dog? Are, are you trying to be rude, Coach? Don't be <laughs> rude about the legend. They could bring him there. Maybe a – Life size poster, little poster cut out or something. You know, I love Johnny Wooden. Yes, Weekend sir. at Bernie's. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Be nice. Eighty-eight games. I think the real question is, could they get Joe Paterno there? <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, UConn against Ohio State. That's going to be uh, worth watching. That will be on the coach's tape machine, Big Doug. I'm sure you're thrilled to know that. Uh, item number three, Chicago Bulls, uh, six in a row, going for their seventh in a row today against the Toronto Raptors. Not exactly a star-studded Toronto Raptor team, I think, coming in with a 9-16 and 16 record. But uh, Derrick Rose completely banged up from ankle to the top of the head. Supposedly he's going to play. I don't think he should just rest. But I found it interesting, the technical foul he got last game, Doug, uh-huh. early in the game, first technical ever for Derrick Rose. Grammar school? Junior high, high school, when I say college, he only played one year, college, or in his NBA career. That's pretty impressive. That was his first T ever. It's not surprising at all. He's one of those guys where a bad call goes against him, he shrugs it off and realizes that you just got to make the next play anyways. I, I He typically is like that. Hopefully he'll remain like that. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to bitch and moan at the officials if they blow a call. Mm-hmm. They know when they blow them, Coach. And when you don't remind them, they're more likely to give you the next call. Trust me. I'm, I'm so, almost uh, more impressed, that, you know, than grammar school, junior high, and in high school, where he was, I'm sure, the star of stars, the big man on campus, the cool kid in the junior high. That even he didn't, you know, take on an attitude back then. Never, never got a technical. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, Bulls that's going cool. for seven in a row, big dog. Um, legit contender, or we don't want to get too excited too quick. 
you know what? I don't know if it's this year or not, but I really like the chemistry and the makeup of this team. And they can beat anybody in a playoff series. So, you know, but then again, in order to go through Boston, Orlando, and Miami, hopefully they don't have to play all three of those teams mm-hmm. in order to get to the finals and then have to play the Lakers or the Spurs. You know, that, that would be awfully, awfully tough. So, very, very important that they get that four seed, the best overall record that isn't in the. Well, I guess that might not make a difference, but that's basically what they're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to play the four or five seed, which is going to be Boston, and then they're going to have to play the number one overall seed, which would be Orlando, and then they're going to have to play the number two overall seed, which would be Miami, just to get to the finals against the Lakers. I that, had a hard time getting to sleep last night. Woke up in the middle of the night and. Uh... Couldn't go back to sleep, so I started doing the NBA playoff brackets. I got them all figured out. I got all the matchups. I got them all the way down. It was a very slow night for me, Big Dog, but uh, 16 games into the season, I've got the entire thing completely bracketed out. Well, the the Bulls probably want to get the third seed, so they'll be playing. Uh... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Whatever. Stop. I was going to say I woke up in the middle of the night, looked over my wife, and she looked just a little bit like Portland Trailblazer off to injured center Greg Oden. But oh, that's not good. Gray no. hair and all in the beard? Yeah, the whole bit. Nappy beard? You see, yeah. She's like, clean. She doesn't have that nappy hair like <laughs> Greg Oden did. <laughs> Greg Oden didn't put a pic through that yeah, thing since not, 1997. Not a good look. No. Not a good look indeed. Uh, next two items on our uh, titillating tidbits, news and notes, midweek musings, are a couple that um, I guess under the category aftertaste because we brought them up before, but they were – kind of right upon us and we gotta now that we've had 24 hours to let it soak in one is the fact the philadelphia phillies have indeed signed cliff lee big dog you're a longtime baseball historian have you been able to put in perspective the starting pitching staff for the philadelphia phillies at least on paper truly one of the great ones ever yeah i i, I thought i put in pretty good perspective yesterday i'll be, be more than happy to again uh today it's uh the only it's the only pitching staff ever going into a season where they had four starting pitchers that had an adjusted ERA of 130-plus, which is incredible. And uh, only two teams have ever did that in a season, and it was the 42 Tigers, believe it or not, and the 97 Braves, which we talked about, Denny Nagel, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, and a guy by the name of Greg Maddox. So, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, if they could actually pull that off next year, that would be really, really phenomenal. It's basically uh, the the plus ERA is basically just the stuff that a pitcher controls, which is hits, walks, and homers. Yep. So pretty impressive to, to have four pitchers like that in your in your lineup. Oh, and by the way, do you know who the fifth starter was that I didn't bring up yesterday? Yeah, I, w- I was just going to bring up the fact, and don't tell me his name, but I, I was just we're thinking alike here because as you're talking about that incredibly dominant final four or uh starting four i'm thinking maybe one of the great asterisks in all of baseball history down the road could be who the heck is that fifth pitcher with the philadelphia philly staff tell me his name it's number one uh it was like a top five overall draft pick a first round draft pick joe blanton who went That's... nine and six last year which folks is 60 percent of the games that he pitched that he got a decision he won tell you what for an sure. asterisk that's not sure. bad no, it, it, Joe Blanton has always been a, a really quality fifth starter. That is not bad at all. Have you, you ever whatever. been a uh, in both work, sports, or social life? Have you ever been an asterisk, uh, Big Dog? Uh, 
uh, far too many times, Coach. When I was waiting in line getting that cattle prod today, at the, I was definitely asterisk. Uh, not fun. It's not where you want to be. It's more fun at the front of the line. I don't care. No, it was more fun to create your own line, and I'm trying to do oh, that. Oh, I like that. The, 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 that's the thing is, I, you know, if people need work, me and the Rain Man can get it done for you. We have a meeting with Diageo on mm-hmm. uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Diageo does not know we have, need business licenses. So as soon as they hire us, we're going to have to figure out how to way to get a business license. Code. Interesting. Oh, we can hook up. We'll just call business licenses are us. We'll hook you up in no time, big dog. Yeah, they're only $740. Not a problem. Yeah, yeah, in the city of Chicago, no problem. Okay. Yeah, that's, it's, it's the highest in America. The Rain Man will cover that. I'm sure David, if you talk to David Olson, with our 24. How's the Rain Man going to cover it? I'm the one who feeds him, me, of all people. <laughs> the poor, instead of the rich leading the rich, it's the poor leading the poor. But if, da- it was, if it wasn't for my half Japanese, half Filipino <laughs> nurse, we, neither of us, he definitely would not eat, because at least he has leftovers of what I eat. Wait, you said he? Robert. Uh, oh, Rain okay. Man, my producer. I thought your half Filipino, half Japanese nurse was, uh, was a heat. Well, I, if, if I had to, Coach, right now I'm so desperate I would definitely do it. But luckily, she's an angel. When in doubt, use the cattle prod, big dog. You know that. It'll it'll make the asterisk a little less painful. Uh, Mike, I haven't paid the electric bill, so it doesn't work. <laughs> make sure it's charged up completely before you use it. Uh, David Olson, our fine producer, 247talkzone.com. We've got shows, literally, of every variety that could solve your problems from financial to constipation and everything else in between. Literally, somewhere in our 24-7 Internet services, uh, David, there's got to be somebody out there that can help the big dog. Got to be. Not at the moment, but we'll keep looking. <laughs> if I Definitely, if I was a woman between the ages of 42 and yes. 55. What about him? We would definitely have something for me at that particular time. I don't know if I fit, fit in any of the demographics yet, Coach. <laughs> Well, like I said, our 24-7 Internet services, we hit every demographic. There's got to be something out there for you, Big Dog. I don't think David is. People have called me pretty. Maybe I can be the beauty queen queen demographic because I love that show. You know the beauty queen show that we come on before or after? Oh, yes. Once a week? Yes. I got to tell you something. I always listen an hour before that because (laughs) I need as many tips as possible. I've been working on my wave, my strut, how to walk uh-huh. with, with an apple yeah. on my head. Yeah, well. How to, how to answer a question uh, with total political <laughs> correctness, and yet it seems like I'm witty. From I'm the times I've also. seen you, I don't know if you have the look down, but you definitely have the strut. And when you show a little bit of leg, you're, you know what? You're not that far from stretching the truth. I could be flirty with the judges, too. It's, I got yeah, it down. That cut. part you could do, no question about it. All right, we got sidetracked once again. I have no idea why, but it happens on a regular basis. Phone lines open. If you want to get us back on track, we count on you, the listener, to do that. Dial in. Any questions, comments, 888-463-6748. Final midweek musing. Look at my notes here. Looking, looking. Oh, yeah. Under the category of um, aftertaste. The Big Ten coming out with the weird, unique names for their new divisions, the Leaders Division and the Legends Division. I said I started to turn a little bit after original distaste, Big Dog, 24 hours to let it soak in. Any change in your particular opinion? No, Coach. Still uh, just confused. I still don't know whether my team is in the Leaders or the Legends Division. I think they're in the Leaders Division. Yeah, but, but, but that part you'll get. So get over. I think you're too hung up on that. 
Seriously. Because, you know, at some point, obviously, you're going to know which teams are in which division, but the names. Is it going to, are we going to look back in five years? You know what? Not bad. Or after a year, we'll say one of, it's one of the great debacles in all of sports team name history. And the leader of the leader division is the Illinois football squad as they the knock leaders. off the Ohio State Buckeyes, who were once the leader of the leaders division. Yeah, that could get confusing. Next week, they, they take on the soon-to-be legends that is uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, Oops. who have gone from Cinderella to Cinderfellas. <laughs> there, there clearly is the ability to uh, have that kind of confusion. But you know me. I'm an outside-the-box guy. I like when people try to go unique. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This is different. And the more I think about it, it's got the possibility of settling in. I just thought, but, but for you, it's still uh, not going to work. Yeah, and by the way, they did change the name of all the awards to people that they're uh, honoring by naming the awards. Like the MVP of the Big Ten Championship game is going to—it's the Griffin Grange Award Mm -hmm. for Red Grange and Archie Griffin, and the Schembechler Hayes or the Hayes Schembechler Award. I don't know who goes first in that. Is the coach of the year? So they they go on, they get all that. Stuff. Yeah, I think so we'll the Northwestern coach Pat Fitzgerald. I think the top linebacker award go, is the Pat Fitzgerald award, right? That would be an well. You know what? I can go with that. Or no, no, it's 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 the Butkus Fitzgerald award. Okay, that makes sense because I, I I wanted Butkus. I was about to say, hey, they should be called the Butkus award. Were you crazy? And then I realized that the well, country linebacking award goes there. So yeah. to be honest with you, since they already have a Dick Buckus award for the country, they should have named it like the Nitschke Fitzgerald yes. Award. Where, or the uh, or the Harrington Fitzgerald Award. Oh my God, Lavar Harrington when he was at mm-hmm. Penn State was one of the great linebackers I'd ever seen. Chris Spielman uh, Fitzgerald Award. Uh, so I, they didn't have to name it Buckus. Where did Ray Nitschke, uh, what Big Ten school did he attend? Um, it starts with an I- Really? L-L, and it ends with an I and I. The much-hated Ray Nitschke, who when I was a kid, i got to admit, I hated Ray Nitschke. He was like the evil emperor. He played at Illinois. Coach, everybody says Penn State's linebacker you, but those people don't realize the lineage from Illinois. Buckus, Nitschke. Dana Howard. Dana Howard. Kevin Hardy. Kevin Hardy. Uh, Scott Studwell. J.J. Lehman. Jay Lehman. Heck, yeah. There, there's been some great linebackers from uh from mm-hmm. illinois so uh okay. yeah it's uh the right. dana howard i'm glad you threw that guy up there because yeah. if dana howard was taller than a midget he well, would have made the nfl that guy was a tackling machine you so, know who he reminded me of dana howard is uh, the, the modern day greg jones or greg jones is the modern day that undersized but very active great tacklers very aggressive played much better than their physique would indicate i would uh the Michigan State guy, first-team All-American, Greg Jones, he reminds me yeah, a little bit of Dana Howard. That's that's a nice call, Coach. Greg Jones a lot faster than Dana Howard, though. Yeah. And Dana Howard was uh, – he was a, a part of a great linebacking core with uh, Kevin Hardy and, and Simeon Rice. You know, mm-hmm. that, was a, that was a really nice uh, linebacking core. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, 888-463-6748, big dog and a coach, two guys and a mic. We mentioned uh, time has come out with uh, one of the great coveted awards. It used to be, I think, even more coveted. Maybe it's dropped in its prestigiousness just a little bit over the years, but it's their person of the year. And uh, do you want me to give you the top five, Big Dog, and you pick the winner, or do you want to try to figure out who the top five were? Um, 
Well, I mean, I can go on and on this year. Is Assange on it, Coach? He is. It's okay. a candidate. Uh, let me see somebody Ju- else this Julian year. Julian Assange. Is... Uh, Two of them are groups. One political, one heroic. Heroic? Heroic. The the Chilean miners. That's the is it heroic or heroic? Wait. Heroic. Heroic in Japan. Heroic. <laughs> <laughs> wow, David Olson, fire it. Ray, Ray, the research guy, might be producing our show tomorrow. Look at the big dog I like that. Oh, coach! Oh, you have no idea how many people listen to this program are insulted right now, which I love. Which I love. <laughs> All I, right, we have we have a big Asian contingent, believe it or not. <laughs> the uh, the political group it, it would be pretty easy to figure out. Uh, unanimous, anonymous. I mean, no, no, the Tea Party. Oh, okay, my fault. And then you've got Afghanistan's president. Is it Afghanistan? Hamid Karzai. Oh, yeah, now this guy, who knows if he's friend or foe at this point. And then you've got uh, current events, if you want to call it the category, Facebook's very own Mark. Is it Zuckerberg or Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg, and that guy is the devil incarnate. <laughs> Coach, he is. Even though he turned down 12 or however many billion at Google. A lot of people. Coach, Coach, that guy, he's part of the Bilderberg group now. He sells our personal information to other companies. That guy is a piece of All right, take doo-doo. it easy. Take okay. it easy. Piece All right. Of, of the five, let's make it game show-like. And any of our listeners out there, you want to comment on the winner or maybe someone should have been in that top five that shouldn't have been Times Person of the Year, Julian Assange from Wikipedia. And, again, it's not the greatest person. It's the one that has had the most impact, I guess you could say. Uh, the Tea Party, the Chilean Miners. Hamid Karzai from uh, Afghanistan or Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. Big dog, we're going to go from top to bottom. As a game show host, who are you eliminating first? Well, uh, I've got to answer with you. I really don't think that this guy is going to go first, but he should considering he stole Facebook from somebody else, and all he's done is uh, well, stole ta- our personal information. Take so your- what has he done besides uh, been an opportunist and somebody who stabbed somebody in the back, but Zuckerberg. I don't want personal vendettas here. Let's see, in, a, in the prediction point, no, role. No, no, no. This is a personal vendetta, Coach. I, this guy stole Facebook from his friend, okay? So he isn't the one who created it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he yes, wrongfully is way too far up on this. You know what? If I stole something from you and got credit for it, should I be man of the year? Okay. I'm with that's, you. That's all I'm saying. All right, so so you, have, you and, if he, and he probably will be way up there because everybody's into social networking now. And by the way, I'm trying to make tens of thousands of dollars off of this social networking <laughs> stuff too. After that whole diatribe, huh? Well, he's not the only social network out there, even though he's suing everybody who starts one. Right. A, he's a, a piece of crap. All, all right. I got to say. Stop beating around the bush and tell us how you really feel. Show's over at 11. So uh, Zuckerberg has been eliminated. We now are down to the final four, ladies and gentlemen. The next, it's like Dancing with the Stars. It's like American Idol, the next to be eliminated. Chilean uh, Miners, Hamid Karzai, Julian Assange, or the Tea Party? Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to have to go with the Tea Party. Oh! No! Wow! The Tea Party is down. All right, so we are now down to the final three for Times Person of the Year under the Radwanski prediction ratio here. 
Now, will it be uh, Wikipedia's Julian Assange? I probably should have went Chilean miners and then the Tea Party, but I've already I've already made my bed, so I'll sleep in it. Okay. And the only reason why those I get to do that is because those guys didn't have a bed to sleep in. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm glad everybody made it out all right. I, I feel bad for those guys who were dealing with it, but I, I, really, are they men of the year because they were stuck in a hole? What did they do? They didn't create anything. All they did was survive. I appreciate the fact that they did survive, mm-hmm. but 99% of all humans would at least try to survive okay. while that was going on. So. Okay. No offense to those guys, but I move on. Chilean miners are down. Ladies and gentlemen, in the Big Dogs, Times Person of the Year contest, we are down to the final two. Will it be Wikipedia's very own much maligned Julian Assange? Or will it be the pride and joy, a man who can hit the 12 to 15-foot jump shot but does not have perimeter game, Afghanistan's Hamid Karzai? Well, you know, this is a really tough one, Coach. Yes, it is. Uh, That's why we pay uh, the big bucks. Because, uh, you know, Karzai is... uh, the leader of a country that were in, not in a war against them, but in a war in that country. And if we don't know right now if he's friend or foe, and that could cost a lot more lives, we really don't know if we can trust this guy at this point. So that that is huge. But we're also in a war with information. And uh, Assange is an anonymous. This whole WikiLeaks is trying to prove to people that we need the Internet to be transparent. We can't have... People like you and me, Coach, forget to leave our, uh, forget to log out of Facebook and get off the computer. And next thing you know, everybody has all our personal information, and then they pass it on and sell it to every single company. And then maybe somebody that does it, that we have something on there that we don't want other people to know they own that. Yet the government and other people can go on with total transparency and look into the internet and just totally wipe us out. So the I want trans. You know that that's the thing. I have nothing to hide, Coach. I really don't have anything to hide. I'm not ashamed of of what I do on the internet. I'm not trying to overthrow any government. I'm not trying to steal anybody's credit information. We need to get back to total transparency on the internet. Okay, we don't need the internet banned like the U.S. government has talked about. That is an absolute joke. To to actually for them to actually even utter those words contemplate it is ridiculous so it's ridiculous okay and uh i would just like the world to get back to a, a place where i can look at porn on the internet without worrying that everybody on the planet is going to find out that i did okay <laughs> uh, i knew it was going to come down to that eventually uh well put very a little humor and yes. a little bit of common yes, sense in that very uh, you know uh, these guys aren't totally bad Okay, and isn't it kind of funny that these supposed uh, sexual allegations come out against this guy as soon as, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really, I, I don't know who to believe in here. I'm a, a true, true diehard patriot, but I am not a, a follower of the people who run this country right now. Okay, and I, and uh, that's also why, because I've said many of this time, many times, I guess that's also why I'm on the FBI's watch list. So. <laughs> and, and you know it's true, because we had on... Uh, we had on uh, uh, Peter France, or uh, what's it, Peter Lance, yes. who, when he had us on the show. He was like, oh, by the way, Joel, you're on the FBI watch list. I looked it up, I am, Coach. Yep. So it's nice I, to know. Yeah, you know. I think I can safely say for uh, both local, state, and national, and international authorities, Big Doug, you've uh, you've cleared the final four. You, I think you are at least, as you call it, on the watch list. You're a person of interest in all four categories. Yes, yes. I guess that's why it's so... 
you know, I, I go to this, I, I go to this uh, place today, and they were like, oh, we would have called you up, but you came up blue on our screen. <laughs> I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, they're, you, you came down as someone. Uh, <laughs> like, you think I'm kidding. Okay, I, had to, I have to go in there and bring a passport and all this other stuff to prove right. I am who I am. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> all right, no offense. No offense, but legitimately, there's 200 people in this waiting room today. I come up as a person that's suspicious. <laughs> uh, seriously? There's 195 people in there that look like they just came over the border. I have no problem with that. These people are willing to work. I'm not one of those people that get all upset about overseeing our jobs. I don't want one of those jobs. But I'm the one that's out of everybody. I didn't oh, get all into that, Coach. I, just, I just figured I needed a transition. I right? apologize it's, for laughing, Big Dub, but that is just that's, – no, no, that's... I wanted you to laugh. Isn't that freaking ridiculous? <laughs> yes. Legitimately, uh, nobody can speak English. They're talking about what plant that these people have to go to, and then like, and then there's I'm like, excuse me, was my name the Paul? one guy they're, like, they're they're checking the passport for to see if he's actually a United States citizen is Joel. All Brent the other Wonsky, yeah. uh, and and the head of the box, Martinez, <laughs> Gabriel Toledo, uh, and uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, you uh, know what they say, dog. Victor Santos. You know, Joel Redwanski, you know, you're going to have to wait, Mr. Redwanski. So I was like, oh, really? Goodness. Where do you think I'm from? Goodness there gracious. You came up blue as someone suspicious. Yep. How does that happen, Coach? Laughing is the closest emotion to crying, Big Doug. It's the best I can do right now. Uh, well, just as long as I get some money right. so I can at least pay for my Very, very, very well-spoken, heart-spoken, a little bit of humor in there, but also some uh, some deep emotion in there. There's a lot uh, of truth no, in it, too. I really didn't mind, to be honest yes. with you, Coach. I figure I'll just start drinking before I go there. All right, now stop it. Behave yourself. All right, now, so quickly, now, you have uh, we, we've outskirted. We want to come to a conclusion here so we can finish this show on a uh, upbeat uh, okay, basis. And that, that was the point I was getting at. Yes. Someone that's in a war, I don't really think people realize how big how big this uh, the rights to your internet and all that. You don't want it like China, Coach, where if you post something negative about the United States government, they find your IP address and all of a sudden uh, 15 people show up and there's point oh 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 one less Chinese person on the planet. All right. Cut to the chase, my friend. Who's who's your winner? Assange. Julian Assange of Wikipedia. Yeah. The Big Dogs Times Person of the Year. I don't have second, third, fourth, fifth where they ranked. But I hate to tell you, the actual Times Person of the Year was the one you eliminated first, Facebook's very own Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, okay, and they elected somebody who didn't create the product, yeah. who stole it. Okay, Coach? And then since he's had it, you know, he's like, I'm going to give away half my money. Yeah, he you only... know why he's doing that, Coach? Because he's got a guilty yeah. conscience. He only started to... Uh, put that foundation together when the movie came out and he was starting to get a lot of criticism. David yeah, Olson. People realize he stole the product from his friend. I shouldn't say from his friend, from a guy that he stabbed in the back. How about that? Producer extraordinaire, our uh, investigator of current events, David Olson, your thoughts on uh, final five there. Did they forget anybody? Did they make the right selection? Uh, I think... If the WikiLeaks thing had started a little bit earlier in the year, Assange yeah. would have been a slam dunk. Uh -huh. But I really can't argue with Zuckerberg. From an influence and impact? Yeah, you, you can't argue with that. Yeah, I would tend to, no, no, as yeah. much as you don't like him. No, I, 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 totally I Personally, I got nothing against the guy. I got nothing against the guy. I, I understand why he is man of the year. I just, I, I, it just kind of sickens me how he's got it. But, you know, then again, like you said, Hitler was man of the year, too. Yep. 
Yep. Interestingly, I'm not comparing the guy to Hitler. I'm comparing him to. Uh, I'm more comparing him to like uh, uh, Bernie Madoff yep. or uh, who was the guy up on the North Shore that was stealing money from the convent, the real estate guy. You know what I'm talking about, Coach? Yeah. That's who that guy reminds me of. That's exactly who Zucker, Zuckerman reminds me of. About or Zuckerberg, Phil, whatever that his name is. Phil Pagano, the fine head of our uh, Metro Department in the city of Chicago, as he goes into major, major debt and then throws himself in front of a train. Oh, that guy, the Metro? Yeah. Yeah. That's another POS right there. So mm-hmm. some poor conductor, not a conductor, an engineer, a guy yes. driving a locomotive has to deal with the yes. fact and he sees a guy jump in front of his yeah. train every night. Yeah. I mean, what a loser that guy is. By the way, uh, I was Scott... get angry, though, but I'm just... The, I, the, the way we award money and the way people have become rich in this country has made me sick to my stomach. Wow. That's why when we, we find somebody who actually creates a product and becomes a billionaire and everybody rips them for being rich, it really makes me sick because far too many people earn money in this country the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so that, uh, that's why I will, if you like produce a, a new form of energy or a new type of computer wow. that actually works, why do we hate these people, Coach? Why do these people get looked down and scorned upon just because they have money? Mm-hmm. The people who, like, people like the Metro guy is, is what sickens me about the world, Coach. I feel like I'm in class today with one of those uh, graduate student professors firing on some great stuff today, Big Dog. By the way, you'll be happy to know Wisconsin defensive end J.J. Watts right behind Julian Assange in sixth place this time as person of the year. Uh, Had a high motor? Yeah. High motor player coach? Yep. Yes, uh, very versatile. Often seen in other Big Ten's backfields. Uh, He didn't quite pass up the Tea Party or the Chilean Miners, but J.J. Watts did get a mention. Much better at the point of attack than Kaza, who's uh, basically <laughs> he's going to stab you in the back too. Yeah, all right. Backstabbers of that that list. Okay. Dog, we got to sign off. Uh, we appreciate under adverse conditions. We appreciate your joining us today. Okay. And, and coach, because of the fact that I'm working late today, I won't be able to work tomorrow because I have to work on my uh, on my proposal to Diageo, right. and I need people go to Shytown Mix and get me hit. That means I will be on the show tomorrow at ten o'clock. Shytownmix.com. All right, big dog. Have a great one. Later. Signing off, TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic. Thank you so much for listening.